Hey guys, before we get started, I wanted to invite you to our private Facebook group. All you got to do is head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders in your search bar. We have a powerful community over there of people who are going against the grain and making an impact in this world in their own unique way. We would love to have you a part. Again, that is unconventional leaders over on Facebook. When people say, when you do what you love, you don't work like, that's not true. (laughs) You work so unbelievably hard, but if you're doing what you love on the topic of energy, Mm. it will give you the energy to put in that hard work for extended amounts of time that you would never dedicate to anything else. I was born with several palsies. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. We're just not as weak or tied to or boxed in as we think that we are. That comes from today's guest, Rich Cardona. And if this is your first time listening, hello. My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Rich is such a cool dude. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to him. He's a friend of mine and also a just complete badass content creator, video strategist, and has an awesome story where he left his full-time job because it was, quote, unfulfilling, moved into his in-law's basement and just searched for which of his curiosities would lead him to a business of his own. He ended up getting mentored by Claude Silver, VaynerMedia's chief heart officer, and he realized that there was a huge need for executives and entrepreneurs to become more visible online through video. So now he runs a media company. He's super honest. He's super real. A creative, like all of us, loves storytelling. And he shares with us today about how we can use video to connect more, how we can show up more of ourselves. You don't have to be all buttoned up and professional and say everything right. People are sick of that. They don't want it. They want something that's real. Rich shares us how to do that. And also we end the conversation around protecting your own energy because although we love the work that we do, as Rich puts it, it still is really hard work. So how do we show up constantly and authentically and yet not drive ourselves to the ground and get too overwhelmed? Make sure you connect with Rich. Again, he's super cool. RichCardonaMedia.com or he's over on the Instagram. Take a screenshot of this episode. Share it in your stories. Tag him and me. Let us know what you think of this awesome conversation. And lastly, before I let you go, come here. Come here. Do you have a friend? You know that friend. And they've mentioned to you that they want to use video more often for their businesses or their brands, but they're so freaked out and scared. They want to be a little bit more themselves. Maybe they're a little quirky like your girl here, Heather, and they don't know how to kind of infuse their personality and still build authority in their space. I'm telling you, this is a perfect episode to share with them. So please drop this in their DMs, send them a text message, share Rich's wisdom with them. I know it's going to knock the socks off. All right, y'all, let's get into this. Being you on video and protecting your energy with Rich Cardona. Uh, It's funny because he said, oh, just, you know, I was working out and I put on a hat and just got done doing that. And that was literally the first time I ever spoke to him. (laughs) He was dripping in sweat. And he's like, you know, I had like 20 minutes. I was like, you know, you could waste 20 minutes. You can go run a few miles before this call. And you chose to run a few miles, uh, which I think says a lot about you, Rich. I think you're somebody who just 
you go after things, you full force wholeheartedly, use your time as wisely as you can. You're full of energy. You're excited about the day. You're kind of crazy a little bit, which is why I like you. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's everything you need to know about Rich. So bye, Rich. Um, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And look, it's mental health. You're the one who says it. I, I steal that from you all the time. Uh, it's just mental health, man. Like getting through the day, days are long, but the years are short and you got to have the mental health in there if you're going to just like make it and have too many things to do to not take care of myself mentally and have the energy to just like do this over and over and over and over. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. We're going to kind of lean in towards the end about, about energy and protecting your energy and this idea of uh, encouraging energy that you have. But we have to start just with your ability, your skill set, your talent to make insane videos. And we're in middle of the coronavirus night right now. It is 2020. And so we are all at home. We're using Zoom. We're on our cell phones. We're making video uh, probably in the least uh, ideal situations. And so right now you're working with clients, taking these Zoom calls with these black bars around it and trying to make something appealing out of them. So uh, I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions about that because I'm really interested in how to be better at storytelling through video. But yeah. first, how in the world did you get started in video? Why video? Because I know, uh, I think you were in the military before then. <laughs> yeah, I'm a retired Marine. I uh, did 17 years. I retired early because it, I, was, I just felt like I was moments away from someone coming into my uh, office I had at the time and saying, Rich, have we got a deal for you? You're going to Japan for the next three years. And I was just like, no. So I just kind of led the turn and put in uh, uh, paperwork for early retirement. And the Marine Corps doesn't have a recruiting problem. So, you know, that's why those kind of programs exist from time to time. So that if you're between 15 and 20 years, you could retire early. I was like, bet, let's do it. So did that, uh, went to Amazon for two years. That sucked. Now we're talking about. And then I moved in with my in-laws very briefly. I say very briefly, but it was six months. It felt like six years. Uh, and I figured out what I wanted to do. And how I landed in video was by tapping into my curiosities that I never got to do when I was in a kind of a, like a corporate setting. I started with photography. I started with, and I was like, no. And then I started with videos and kind of promos, which I still do now, but I, I realized that wasn't it. And then as you know, um, you know, Claude Silver was a mentor of mine. I offered to do some work for her as, as, as a thank you for mentoring me when I was in dark times at Amazon. And we met on LinkedIn, by the way. And I loved it. I loved that. I loved the, the back and forth when the camera was on, when the camera wasn't on. And I was just like, you know what? Like, this is it. Like, not enough people see this. And the reason I wanted to make video for her was because I was like, you're amazing. And there's not even enough video content about you. This is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So C-suite executives, business owners, I really think there's something very special about the behind the scenes aspect of it all, being relatable, letting people know your wins, your failures, your problems, your thought processes, all that is interesting to people. So that's how I decided to pursue it. And I mean, I don't, it's, it's not the rest is history. It's always a work in progress, but I love it. I'm motivated and it's where I'm at. What did you pull away from the mentorship with Claude? Like the number one thing? Is, is this G-rated? I'll pretend it is. That everything is just complete BS. Meaning my mindset was so fixed 
while I was at Amazon that these leaders suck. They don't understand it. They have no EQ, blah, 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 blah. All these different things, even though I was, I personally was crushing it and my team was crushing it. My managers were getting promoted left and right. They were literally giving me the worst managers to turn into great managers. And I was just like, fine. And by the way, Heather, I was on a night shift, which was awful because I never got to see my daughter. So what I took away was I was in the driver's seat. Like I was no shit in the driver's seat and I didn't even know it. And I had all the power within me to do whatever it is that I wanted to do. And I was very fortunate to have the support of my wife as well when it came time. But all between then, the golden handcuffs is a complete fallacy. I used to say that all the time that it was, um, I got golden handcuffs, man. I got, I got mortgage. I got this. I got daycare. I got whatever. It's all here. It's, it really is all here. Are you willing to just break yourself from that and do exactly what it is you want? Temporary setback for a major comeback? Like, yeah. So, so now that's what I took away is, is we're just not as weak or tied to or boxed in as we think we are. Mm. You said earlier that you want to help people, you know, use video to show the kind of human side to them. And that's one thing I love about you is I feel like I really believe you're one of the most real entrepreneurs online right now. And you're, you're fun, you're engaging, you're professional without being lame, which I'm really interested in because I, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown up and I want to be taken seriously, but at the same time, like so many, you know, business owners and CEOs and all that are so boring. And I'm just like, I want to see some more fun in life. And you have color behind you and you go running and you, you're silly and you're goofy and there's, there's life to your content. And I just wonder if you could speak to that a little bit about kind of leaning into who you are when you are on video, because sometimes we want to present ourselves in a certain way and it's not really who we are. You, Heather, are someone that when when the day is that we meet in person, it's not going to be awkward because I already know how you are by watching you and your videos. I know your stuff that you have on podcasts. I know your stuff on TikTok, which is crazy and ridiculous and I love it. But being real on video suits all of us for the purpose of connecting on a real level. The reason I aspire to just be exactly who I am, completely unwrapped, is because it's exhausting to try and tame it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. And like I know we said we're going to talk about energy, but that takes energy. And if you're going to show up on a Zoom call over and over and, and all these things, and I'm going to be talking to clients and they're going to be talking to me, the energy to be your most official Heather or your most official Rich is just not worth it. So if you're going to be online, if you're a business owner or you're a professional or you want to talk about a thought leader, whatever it is you want to do, the best option for you, in my opinion, is to practice just being exactly who the hell you are and leaving no guesswork to the people who will actually buy from you, meet you, interact with you. There's no guesswork. No one's ever going to feel catfished, so to speak, right? So, I mean, that would be such a disappointment if you met me in person and I was just like this kind of weird dude who just sat on my hands and was just like on my phone and not even paying attention to you or something like that would just, that would be a really negative experience. So start with positive and keep it positive. Yeah. Now we are stuck at home. We get to be at home. Um, So you're probably getting video. I'm assuming you tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you're out filming right now, but maybe getting clips Mm -hmm. from clients 
yep. like Zoom calls like this. And I know like creatively, there's only so much you can do just sitting here like this, looking at the camera. Yeah. So how have you yeah. kind of brought in personality and that, that humanness into something like Zoom? It's, it's brutal. Um, it's, it's brutal because we all know we pivoted from conference rooms and in-person meetings to Zoom calls. So it still carries over, right? So it's just kind of like this weird thing where people still feel like they have to be whatever it is. Um, getting creative on Zoom with my clients or anyone I talk to basically revolves around the fact that we tr I try and take the the title out of the meeting, the title out of the filming, just out of it. Uh, I try and make it look like this is the unconventional leaders, right? Like podcasts, like I don't look at it like that right now. And, and I don't think you are in this very moment. You're not looking at it like this is part of my library of content. Right. This is two people having a conversation. So that's one thing. Just really strip it away. I always like to say it like to, to the lowest common denominator. Like Dennis, this is Dennis is talking to Rich or Rob's talking to Rich or, or whatever it may be. Now, how can you like try and make it more fun when you know you have work to be accomplished? Um, that's, that's also kind of tricky, but I always space it out, meaning like there's something I try and just plant like an Easter egg, like right 10 minutes into it to just break it up, especially if they're still a little bit rigid or tight. The reason people are tight to begin with is because if I'm looking at this camera, people imagine, especially my newest clients, that they're talking to like a million people. I'm like, dude, like no one's watching. Not yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like That's no the one is That's the hard part is we're trying to yeah, get like, yeah. look deep into the black hole of this lens and just realize no one's watching. And I say to them, this is one really creative way. And then, I mean, I, I, I know you probably know something like this or a practice, but I just imagine Sarah on the other end of this lens, yeah. like a single person, like this lens is a tunnel to a person standing there who is distraught, discouraged, or pissed that their message isn't getting out, that they're not visible or whatever, and I'm going to help them. And when they do that and they reframe it, instead of saying the words, they're actually talking and helping a person that works wonders because mm -hmm. even if they can't imagine that person, 99% out of the time, they can imagine someone who they have helped and revisit that conversation. Especially like one of my clients was a Navy captain. You know, he was a command. I mean, he's a captain of a ship. Like he could probably imagine 5,000 different people, an executive officer, um, you know, a new sailor to the ship, you know, any, any of his department heads and just remember a time where he mentored them, gave them something. And he's, he's really, he's big into leadership. So if he imagines someone on the other end of that lens that can hear that message or that he's talking to that same person, it's just going to come through so much better. So, and the last thing I want to say is, is as far as like just getting creative, I mean, like, look, there's a virtual backgrounds and this and that, but if you're in a group type thing, there's, there's certainly creative ways trying to figure out how you could pass a pencil, you know, to each other and see if everyone could figure it out and just really break it up and have a laugh. But the real key to Zoom meetings is to keep them as short as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Amen. Uh, we briefly talked the other day about... And I don't know much about this. I'm really excited to ask you about it. But <laughs> you, you love story. And one day you want to do like documentaries and stuff. It just makes me so excited because I want to do that kind of work too one day. So, so bad. Uh, yeah. Storytelling and just getting really, really creative in it. 
and I, I don't know about you, and I'm just talking to you as a friend right now, like sometimes I feel so creatively stuffed in uh, the perimeters of just like online content and like three steps to blah, 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 you know what I mean? And I just yeah. like, oh, I want to create something that's that's meaningful and artistic and something that has expression in it and just all the things. And I, I you know, it'll happen, you know, and we're doing things yeah. on the side and stuff like that. But I'm just wondering, like for you personally, how have you kind of, you know, creatively scratch that itch in your work and be able to bring in some more kind of outside of the box, unconventional ways of bringing life to video, bringing it to more of a kind of an artistic creative level, uh, as opposed to just a straight, narrow, normal, repurposed, you know what, that we see everywhere. Yeah. By constantly and relentlessly testing and experimenting, I am never satisfied. Um, and I don't mean that as oh, as just like a driver. I just mean it's inherently important to me to be able to learn how to craft stories as best as humanly possible for people to say, for people not to ignore me or what I am trying to say, I, I guess is the more important way to say it. So you and I can tell stories all day long. We could take courses, we can read the books or what have you, but there is no way we're ever gonna know what really works unless we're truly just evaluating it. And while storytelling is extremely artistic, you do have to measure its effectiveness yeah. somehow. You have to, just like anything. Like what, what doesn't get measured doesn't get progress, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to storytelling, I mean, there's so many different things. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, the method I am and experimenting with a lot is, is uh, from Kendra Hall, who's, uh, she wrote a book called Stories That Stick. And look, like, I hate reading. You just interviewed I, her. I just interviewed her. Like, it's like, when you get to interview your mentors, like with you and so Seth, cool. it's like ridiculous. I mean, like, it's crazy. So it's, it's, this is really simple if, if, for storytelling and and you can get creative very deeply in each of these little three lanes and it sounds so rudimentary and basic and you're like dude am i really listening to this podcast for this trash no like look i'm telling you it works it's it's what was normal what was the event or explosion and what's the new normal so if i were to go back to beginning parts of this interview i would tell you the normal for me was to be this absolutely disgruntled 37 year old retired marine in a warehouse 12 to 14 hours a day who effing hated his life deeply resentful of his position who never got to see his daughter whose marriage was in shambles because he was obsessive about being noticed in a job and a company that he could care less about until i met and befriended Claude, who helped me see the light, who helped me realize that there is different potential in my life. And then I got a glimpse of this guy called Gary V, who at first I was like, what is this? And I will tell you that when my senior operations manager saw that I was following him and then I quoted him, my senior operations manager said, that guy is such a D-bag. And that's how I knew I was following the right person <laughs> because anything that guy said, I was like, just flip it. Like, I, you know, like absolutely flip it. Anyway, back to like my hasty story. So that the method, the rawness, the authenticity was just like, that's exactly how I want to live. And I don't need a $150 million company uh, in Manhattan to do it. I just need the support of my immediate family and I need to be at peace with myself because I wasn't at peace with myself. Mm. And then the new normal was I started my business. I did some free work 
And I really gathered a lot of this kind of, um, you know, promising energy and potential and just realized like, just, just F it, just go for it. Like this is option A, B and C period point blank. Like there's no looking back. Yeah. And then here we are and I'm, I'm happy. And when you and I talked, you know, for the first time ever, like you were different than, than you were then. And I'm very different than I was then as well. And all that matters and all that I've learned is that every single day you can progress. And that is mm -hmm. the same thing you can do with storytelling. If you look at normal explosion, new normal for all the moments and series of moments in your life, if you start to take notes, you will find that you have stories that will do something for someone. Mm. And when you have stories, you want to share them and you want them to be noticed. And you said twice just now, and it just hit me in my bones when you're like, I, I don't want to be ignored. I want this to be seen. You said that two different <laughs> occasions. And I, I want you to dig into that a little bit. Like, what do you mean by that? It's, it's not, and, and I'm so glad you asked. It's not about validation. It's not like, oh, I want thousands of views and likes. I, I mean, look, we all enjoy that kind of stuff, but you and I both know certain platforms, certain people that lean into that as, as the value they bring to the world. Their self, their self worth is, is driven by, by metrics and, and this and that. I want to be seen because it truly, truly is important to me to help people and more specifically transitioning service members and veteran aspiring veteran entrepreneurs to be like, look, this shit is possible. Like it is completely possible. I'm almost 40 and I'm doing it. Okay. Like it is possible. I'm going after it. I've met my mentors. I always find a way to give back to them somehow, some way. And I want to make sure that you realize that after this, experience, whatever, whether you served or whether you're just a civilian who's transitioning jobs, when you get into that mindset that it's act two, you always tell yourself, it's about me. It's yeah. about me now. It's, it's my turn. And, and you don't have to be shy about it. You don't have to hide your goals. I just said on, I was going over some of my backlog of content and it was kind of, I, I wasn't emotional, but I'm emotional thinking about it right now. When I told my parents what I was going to do when I figured out videography and storytelling is what I was going to do, my dad's like, that's a hobby. Like, he, he, I was just like, bet. I don't, I don't have time for that. Like, I was so driven. Like, it hit me, but it was like a delayed reaction because I'm like, I got work to do. Yeah. You know, so, and I put out my first horrible YouTube video with that included in there where I talk about it and whatever. But when you're driven and you want to be seen for the right reasons, I think, like you are able to start shedding some of the things that would normally kind of pierce you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you're just like, oh man, yeah. Like I, I don't got time for that. Like, mm. I mean, when, when you're really in the moment and you're walking through the woods and you run into like a prickly bush or whatever, you know, you just, if you're on a mission, you just walk through it and you just, well, where if you were walking nice and slow and being methodical about whatever the hell you were doing, you're like, oh, and then you would yeah. just stop and take five minutes to kind of try and remove it and all that other stuff. So I don't play that game anymore because I want to be seen because if I'm seen, then I can help people. Period. Amen. 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 And, you know, we get caught in so many of the tactical pieces. Like I was just asking before we started, how do Rich tell me how do I plug up my camera into that computer and you were helping me and all of that. And sometimes <laughs> we externalize that. But really what you've talked about this entire time with video and be more creative and being more intentional is really getting really comfortable within yourself, owning who you are and maintaining this level of 
energy and authentic energy. And I'm kind of wrapping us up here. You know, you mentioned at the very beginning, you know, that maintaining your energy and protecting it and mental health and taking care of your body. And to this story of this client you had and this encouraging energy, this little term that you just came up with. I don't know if you came up with it. It's pretty good. You should patent yeah. it. But talk yeah. a little bit about that. Like how do we <laughs> as leaders and people who are putting out content and messages uh, protect our energy and also to uh, give our energy in a really dynamic way? Yeah. So you, I, I, I told you, I feel things really hard. Um, you know, whether it's dropping my daughter off at school and she's crying or, you know, um, You're an empath. My, <laughs> what's that? You're an empath. What's that? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, you're such a friend of mine because somebody said that to me and I was like, what's an empath? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I feel, I feel things, I feel things very heavily and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, but I don't care. Like I own it. Like that, that, that is who I am. But one thing I've learned as a leader in the military and, and I would say a leader uh, for my time in corporate and then now as, as someone who's running a company is that energy doesn't have to always be negative or positive. Mm -hmm. It could just be encouraging, meaning it's teetering on the side of this is uncomfortable or, or, you know, I don't know if I want to work with this person anymore, or I don't know if this is the right business decision, or maybe I need to let this person within the company go because they've completely fallen off and then they're just not even performing anymore. And that you could be look at it as this kind of like, yeah, it's, it's kind of leaning on the negative side a little bit. And then you could also say, this is fantastic because this means I can train someone new and I'm going to reframe my workflow documents to where they are completely bulletproof or we are going to qualify clients so much better. And instead of them after a 15 minute call saying, I love what you guys are doing. I'd love a proposal. We can say, let's put on the brakes a second. Let's have a couple more calls because I need to feel you a little bit more because you like anyone else can just turn into this totally different person once money's involved. That is encouraging energy where you know that learning is inevitable and it doesn't have to be bad or good. It could just be there, mm, like yeah, just existing. And as long as you know that you can accept whatever comes out of it, then it's good. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I've really latched onto that as, as something that allows me to really have the energy to do this every day. Yeah. Rich, where can people connect with you online, <laughs> stalk you? I recommend you stalk him. Where are you at nowadays? Um, I'm, I wish I was on TikTok more. I'm so sad I'm not. But my primary place is LinkedIn. Uh, so Rich Cardona, um, that's number one. RichCardonaMedia.com is under construction, but my podcast is on there. So uh, the Leadership Locker, that is... Uh, essentially interviewing influencers and industry experts and sharing their, their information, their expertise with small business owners and veterans. And then, uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I have the leadership locker page and then rich Cardona as well. So yes, please reach out anytime. Uh, I will get back to you. And if you hear of me through Heather, definitely let me know that because I will see if there's anything I can do for you and go the extra mile. Awesome. awesome. I have one final question for you, but first of all, yeah. thank you for taking time to join us today and also just being a great sounding board for me personally. I feel like I can just be super honest and real with yeah. you and you always shoot it to me straight and there's yes. not a lot of people in the world you just do that with. So really, <laughs> really value your friendship, Rich. Uh, very last question. I'm going to do something a little unconventional, y'all, and I know that's hard to believe. 
scared. Normally I ask this one question, but I'm going to do a little switcheroo for you. <laughs> Let's say looking into the future, you have this uh, rich in his late forties, early fifties, and he is traveling. He is making documentaries. He's doing the work that he's always dreamed of doing. And only, you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let's say he were sitting with you right now saying, Rich, I want you to know this. You don't understand it now. You need to understand this. What would he say to you? It only gets harder. God, it this only- is the most unmotivating podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I, I, this is what I say that because this is what I want. It's, it's beautiful work. When people say, when you do what you love, you don't work, like, that's not true. <laughs> you work so unbelievably hard. But if you're doing what you love on the topic of energy, mm. it will give you the energy to put in that hard work for extended amounts of time that you yeah. would never dedicate to anything else. Mm. So, oh, so for me, it's important that even though I feel like I put in and squeeze as much out of a day as humanly possible, that there's different levels to this and it's going to get harder. But along the way, when I'm in that place that you're talking about, I will have a staff that loves what they do. (laughs) I will have a team that is all in and I will have made very many people who've collaborated with me, hired me or just been in my ecosystem very happy and I know I will have that support if I need it as well. My big takeaway from this conversation is to be yourself. Say that with me, be yourself. You're not always gonna be everybody's cup of tea, but I promise you we can read through bullcrap now online. I know it's hard. I struggle with it to myself. Just trying to figure out and navigate how to show up more authentically. But I'm telling you, man, it's worth it. People are desperate for it. And whatever sets you apart is your gift. Lean into it, my friends. Listen, connect with Rich, Rich Cardona, media.com. That is linked in the show notes. And lastly, before we go, speaking of being yourself online, TikTok, what's up? Hello, please don't get banned. I'm serious. Find me over there at Heather Parody, P-A-R-A-D-Y. I would love to connect with you and have some fun with you over there. Again, that's Heather Parody over on the TikTok. Love you guys so much. I'm in your corner. See you soon.